1: will. will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Today, it's my great pleasure to travel to the Cilento in Southern Campania to meet my guest, Esther Spaziano of Il Cole del Corsicano. Salve, Esther. Thanks so much for being my guest today. How are you, and is it a beautiful day in Castellabate?
0: Good morning. Yes, it is a beautiful and sunny day here in Castellabate today.
1: Oh, I can imagine that it's a very special place to be. Yes. (laughs) Now, Esther, I'm really curious to know more about the beautiful and, for many of us, still undiscovered Cilento, an area I've visited, but only briefly. Chilento, south of Naples, in the province of Salerno. It's a declared UNESCO World Heritage Site, an accolade granted only to the most special places in the world. So tell us about this very special world that you live and work in, the Cilento.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cilento is uh, one year uh, from uh, Salerno, which is one of the biggest cities close uh, to us. Uh, we can say that is a land between sea and mountains. So you have both. You have uh, an explosion of colors. You have the intense blue of the sea of the sky, and the other hand, you have the green of trees, of the um, olive trees and the grapes, and also it offers the Cilento deep roots in culinary art, in food and wine. That's why this is the place of the Mediterranean diet. It is known in uh, all around the world.
1: Oh, I'm really interested to explore that topic a little bit later. It sounds uh, just such a beautiful place. And of course, it has a lengthy history going back to antiquity. I visited the wonderful Greek ruins at Paestum. The Romans used to come to Chilenta for their holidays and built sumptuous villas. And even back then, it was an area that people were attracted to it by the abundance and quality of the food and wine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It is uh, full of uh, unspoiled uh, nature, so everything is so natural. There's not a lot of urbanistic here.
1: Okay, okay. It's uh, somewhere I really am looking forward to discovering and exploring more. Exactly. Now, Esther, tell us about Il Colle del Corsicano. It's a relatively young company isn't it tell us the story
0: oh uh, yes uh, it is a new company it started exactly in uh, 2017 but this is just the official part because if we want to go back in the years we can discover it has a long story a long story full of tradition that made um, innovation in fact, the colour del Corsicano is the fourth generation of people cultivating grapes and olive trees on these lands.
1: All in the family, the same family?
0: The same family, exactly. This is uh, the fourth generation. And then uh, Alferio, which is the owner, decided to open this business uh, in 2017. And make his wine like he wanted to do, to express all the particularity of the Silento.
1: So the family had always had the land, grew grapes, grew olives, made some wine and olive oil, but it wasn't a commercial wine company. And it was Alferio then who decided that this land has the potential to make something important. And so That's when Colle del Corsicano was started.
0: Yes, exactly. Il Colle del Corsicano is a name that uh, takes place in the past. The name of this uh, little uh, colle, like a little mountain, uh, was called uh, Il Colle del Corsicano in the past. And then it became the name of the business.
1: Okay. So, tell us about the business. Tell us about the vineyard sites.
0: This business has two vineyards. Like um, I was saying before, Silento has a part uh, close to the coast and a part in the hinterland. So we have uh, a vineyard very close uh, to the sea. It's uh, just uh, a few meters up to the sea, like eight meters, so very, very close. And the second vineyard, that is uh, in the mountains. So we have two different uh, parts. From the vineyards uh, close to the sea, we produce uh, the white wine, which is uh, licosa, from the place uh, where uh, the grapes are cultivated. And then we have, uh, from the second vineyard, the red wine, the production of the red wine.
1: Okay, and all of the viticulture is agricultura biologica, organic farming, is that right?
0: Oh yeah, it is right. We only use uh, a few products, uh, for cultivating uh, the, the grapes and uh, they are um, 100% uh, um, organic. Why was
1: that important for Alferio when he decided to make the business? Why did he decide to to work organically?
0: He decided to work uh, organically because um, he don't want to destroy the land where he's from. He wants uh, instead to make it rich and don't um, change a lot uh, the areas.
1: Okay, so he wanted to really make wine as his grandparents and parents had been doing before him naturally as possible.
0: Yes, naturally as possible. He make the vineyard like a garden. In fact, if you come in the vineyard, you will find red roses, yellow roses, white roses, because he really likes to make it a place where it's nice to stay and spend time.
1: Okay, and I'm interested too that you, first of all, told us about the two aspects of Cilento, the sea, the Turanian Sea, and the hinterland, which is wilder. Uh, and your vineyards are reflecting both those sides of Cilento. Let's first talk about the of the Punta Licosa vineyard, where you're making a white wine. I'm just going to mention those wonderful Greek temples in the Cilento at Paestum, some of the most beautiful Doric temples anywhere in the world and so this is really an ancient land where grapes have probably been cultivated for two and a half thousand years
0: italian wine podcast if you think you love wine as much as we do then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods exactly the vineyard in Punta Licosa. The exactly name is Punta Licosa. In that vineyard, we have Fiano, like I was saying before, and a little part, a small part of Aglianico, for the production of the rosé, because we also produce rosé wine. Of course, the Licosa, which is the white wine, Fiano, hundred percent Fiano authentic italian grapes is one of our masterpieces is the wine most most famous wine of our company
1: okay and i'm imagining that fiano grown on the coast in uh, in the cilento has a very different character than, for example, Fiano di Avellino from Irpinia, which is inland in higher vineyards and makes a different style of wine. Tell us about the style of the Fiano you produce. What sort of wine is it?
0: We have uh, a few characteristics that makes this wine very particular. You can find, uh, at the smell, at the nose, uh, notes of fruits, white fruit, like uh, the white peach, and also um, of the flowers, so it is very intense and deeply. And then when uh, you taste it, you will find also the salinity, oh, you, you can feel it, you can feel the sea. Uh, a lot of people tell us when they drink uh, Ligosa, they can feel uh, the sea and all the, all the land. <laughs> you can tell it's a wine from the sea.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful description. And I'm imagining these vineyards, which you said, are virtually on the sea.
0: Exactly, yeah, it is um, on the sea. Exactly, it is uh, a land uh, like a sand also, sabbioso.
1: Oh, okay, so it's quite a sandy soil.
0: hmm it has a different uh, characteristic to cultivate. Alferio spends a lot of time to find the best way to cultivate the trees and the grapes.
1: Are they old vines? Uh,
0: not very old, because uh, he planted uh, uh, new grapes. Yes.
1: Okay. So let's go inland then to where you make your grow the grapes for the red ones. Tell us about this area. How high is it?
0: We are uh, in the hinterland, up to fifteen meters from the sea. So we have different characteristics different characteristics for the red wine. That's why we produce the red wine up from the coast. And we produce Patrinus. Patrinus is a Latin word that means someone important for you, someone important in your life. It has a different, uh, different notes of um, red fruits, like ribes, cherry, the small strawberries.
1: And that's a blend of Alianico and Primitivo?
0: That's a blend, yeah, of Alianico, 95% of Alianico and 5% of Primitivo, a very small part of Primitivo that is in this wine, especially for um, a relationship with this kind of grapes because the father of Alferio was a lover of Primitivo. So he decided to keep the plants and then together they decide to blend it. And then we have the red wine.
1: Okay. That sounds a a very successful blending. Now, you're also producers of extra virgin olive oil. Is this an important part of the business?
0: It is, uh, yes, an important part of the business. And we have the olive trees all around the vineyard. So if you go to the coast, you will find olive trees all around the vineyard and the same on the mountain.
1: And the olive harvest is now complete. So you're all able to enjoy the wonderful... Olio nuovo, the new oil.
0: Oh, the new oil. Oh, for this year, it was a difficult year in Italy for the olive oil. So we didn't take the olive oil from the plants. It was very rainy, so we didn't do the olive oil. But we still had the olive oil of last year. There was a great olive oil, and it is good also this year.
1: Oh, that's interesting. I've heard that from other areas of producers I know in Sicily and in Tuscany, they suffered the same problems. And is that the case with olive oil, that if you have a really good year, it's often followed by a less good year?
0: Oh, yeah, it could happen. This year in particular, we had a few months, like May and June, full of rain, following then by days full of heat and a lot of sun and destroyed uh, a little bit uh, the life uh, of the olive trees uh, for this year.
1: Okay. I think it's important for our listeners to understand that olive oil, good quality extra virgin olive oil from single estates like Colli del Corsicano, uh, the vintage variations are as important as wine, and there will be good years and when there's a lot of productivity, years when there's virtually no productivity and we need to understand that that this isn't an industrial product that is always on tap
0: exactly we we follow the nature so what the nature is doing we have to to follow it and we can do all the year the same products so this year we decided to not produce at all instead of produce a product with a low quality
1: okay not even a little bit just for you to use yourselves
0: Oh yes just a little bit but a very little bit for uh, family use
1: Just for family
0: use of course Exactly yes
1: Now Esther you've already mentioned that Cilento is considered one of the centers of the Mediterranean diet and I know that it's considered one of the best places in Campania's already one of the best regions for Food in Italy, wonderful things to eat as well as wonderful wines. But Cilento has a great reputation for the wonderful foods produced there, the produce. and Can you tell us a little bit about the typical foods of Cilento, foods that that pair well with your wines?
0: Cilento, like I was saying before, is the mother of the Mediterranean. uh, Diet. One of the reasons is that there are a lot of typical food like uh, fresh fish, like white fish, like anchovies, uh, red uh, mullet, that goes very well with the white wine. It's not uh, a coincidence. In fact, that um, one of the most uh, famous wine is the white wine because uh, people drink a lot the white wine here.
1: What would be some of the fish dishes and how would they be prepared?
0: It's a very simple cuisine. We don't change a lot the flavours. We don't add a lot of flavours. It is very simple and it is full of vitamins like that. If you don't change, if you don't cook a lot of food, you keep all the nutrients inside. The vitamins, the omega-3 in the fish, And that's the reason of the longevity also of the people in this place.
1: (laughs) Yes. And what about some other piatti tipici?
0: Piatti tipici we do have also in the hinterland beans um, that you can prepare uh, like uh, a soup or um, eat it um, in different uh, ways because they cultivate beans in this uh, area also.
1: Okay. This is also one of the centers for the production of mozzarella di bufala. Is that right?
0: It is right. It is um, very close to the center where mozzarella di bufala uh, was born in Battipaglia, which is 30 minutes from Silento. the uh, one of the most uh, appreciated food uh, for people, for us, uh, first of all, and then for tourists and um, other people, yeah.
1: Yeah, and I have to say that when one has the opportunity to sample really fresh mozzarella di bufala made maybe that same day or just a day or two earlier, it's completely different from mozzarella di bufala that is encountered elsewhere in Italy or indeed internationally because we get it sent around now, but it's not like eating it in the place where it's made, where it's almost still warm.
0: Yes, there are a few differences because um, here, where mozzarella di bufala was born, when you eat mozzarella, is full, It's an explosion of flavors. So you can feel the milk, you can feel all the flavors. So it's not the same when I eat it all around the world. They want to do the same, but it's not. <laughs> it's not very easy to make it.
1: Yes, that gorgeous creaminess that you get with that really fresh mozzarella di bufala. It really is one of the real treats and it's worth visiting this area just for the mozzarella di bufala. But there's so many other things too.
0: Oh, absolutely. We have uh, um, the oil, like we said before, the wine and in Cilento also the white uh, figs.
1: Oh, white figs.
0: White figs of Cilento are very, very famous here in Italy, in Europe. So you can find these big figs. The people used to cut it in two parts, put it on the sun, let it for a few days, like 15 days, and then um, they keep it for all the winter.
1: Okay, wonderful. And you eat them fresh as well?
0: Fresh as well, um, and they are um, <laughs> undescribable. <laughs> Very, very good.
1: (laughs) Oh, gosh. I look forward to trying those one day. Now, Esther, does Coli del Corsicano, is it possible for our listeners to visit?
0: Absolutely. We have a tour of our uh, winery. You can do that uh, on reservation and visit the winery and also taste the wines, the three wines that we produce, the white, the rosé and the red wine. Okay. Also, eat some local aperitif, like uh, just a few, a little um, aperitif to combine the wine.
1: What would you have for the aperitif?
0: For the aperitif, uh, we have a bruschetta with fresh tomatoes from our garden,
1: and your wonderful oil,
0: and absolutely our wonderful oil, uh, and then we have veggies, uh, different veggies. Always from our garden for the people that come
1: here. Oh, that's a wonderful way to taste wines, I think, when you can actually be tasting alongside, well, alongside the way you drink the wines yourselves then.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well,
1: Esther, you've really shared the story of Colli del Corsicano and also taken us to Cilento, which is a different world. It's very different from Say Naples or the busyness of the Amalfi. It's quieter. It's stunningly beautiful. There are lots of other activities to do as well, aren't there? What do people come to Chilento to enjoy?
0: When people come here, they can enjoy the sea. They can enjoy the tour with the boats. They can go to Punta Ligosa, which is a little island in front of the sea of our coast, and. Also, uh, they can enjoy different uh, grotte inside um, the coast, and the food, uh, the mountains, uh, all the activities uh, that they can do here.
1: Well, it sounds wonderful, and I'm anxious to visit myself, so I hope that I can do that before too long, and if I can, I will certainly try to come down to Colle del Corsicano and find you.
0: Absolutely. We will wait you and we will be very happy to have you here.
1: Well, I hope our listeners will also find their way to you. Um, Our listeners are located all around the world, but many of them like nothing more than traveling to the Italian wineries that they meet through us. So I hope that they will come to find you. Colli del Corsicano is a new winery, a new project, but I know the wines are already highly regarded. My Italian wine podcast colleagues told me about tasting the wines when they met you recently at Fivi. So I'm looking forward to tasting them myself. Esther, thank you so much for being my guest today.
0: It was a pleasure.
1: I hope everything goes well, and I look forward to meeting you sometime in the new year.
0: The same. (laughs) Thank you.
1: Thank you. Buona giornata.
0: Buona giornata. Ciao. Bye-bye.